Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the game because I think it's certainly winnable. But what in the world is happening on the plains? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Happy Ferg Friday to all who celebrate as we are celebrating with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. We'll get to the game in a second, Ferg. You and I both think it's definitely winnable for, for Auburn, but this has been a weird week with four players announcing that they're leaving or they're no longer with the team or in the transfer portal. Uh, w- what's going on and where should the panic level be for Auburn fans with all this news? Yeah, uh, panic short term, not really just because these four players who have left are leaving because they're not really part of the, you know, part of the game plans uh, right now. Uh, Laney King, Tavares Dawson. I mean, Dawson, Dawson and King were two guys people talked about a ton in the fall, and then you just haven't yeah. really seen them kind of falling off the radar. Uh, Zachary Walker had an injury in fall camp. He was slow to get on the field this year. He leaves, and then AD Diamond hasn't played a snap yet this year. But it's it's the big picture thing, right? You know, yeah. this is it's it's the losing most of your 2020 run recruiting class. It's losing a chunk of your um, you know uh, blue chip players, a good chunk of your blue chip players from the last few classes. This is these are problems that are going to affect Auburn in 2023 and beyond. So in the short term, I don't think it really changes much about how, the product Auburn's going to put on the field this year. Sure. But it's something that's definitely going to impact Auburn moving forward. And I think it's I think it's important to note that this is not just happening at Auburn. This is not just because Auburn's having a bad season. USC dealt with this. SMU dealt with this earlier this year. Those are first-year coaches um, in similar situations. And this move to sit out and redshirt to transfer is becoming a lot more popular. And this is going to be a common reality we're going to see in college football moving forward. It's happening with Auburn all at the same time. Sure. Uh, and I think it's more of an optics loss than anything right now for Brian Harson and his staff. Big picture-wise, though, I mean, it's, it's just going to continue to put Auburn back into what they have to do to reload their roster for the years ahead. Do you think these four make sense? A.D. Diamond, I mean, clearly hasn't done enough to crack the rotation, even though it sounded like he had a pretty decent spring. I think you wrote a lot about A.D. Diamond, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you thought he was... Yeah, there was, there was good praise about him. Yeah, sure. But the other three... I don't really understand why they weren't on the field more. Right. I mean, Tarvaris Dawson, there were moments going into the season, the first few weeks where it's like, is this guy like this guy may be a, a starting wide receiver. Then Javaris Johnson really yeah. took the, that, that slot role by storm. And it's like, okay, but still where did all of, where did all the targets to, to Tarvaris go? I thought that was interesting. And then Landon King, and this has been well-documented on Auburn Twitter. It's like, all right, you you make this incredible catch against Penn State, and then it's like, all right, cool. Well, yeah, let's just don't use you anymore. And this is Akevius yeah. Walker, not a whole lot of rotation up front on the defensive line. Like, nope. why not spell these guys for a second with a talented up-and-coming dude that a lot of schools really, really wanted? So does it make sense to you why those guys weren't on the field? 
Yeah, not really to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you know Brian Harson has had a unwillingness uh, with his team to rotate on defense as much these last two seasons and then play younger guys. I know Landon King was a more of a factor last season than he was this season, which is kind of surprising, but Zachavius Walker yeah. fell down the depth chart. You know, a guy like AD Diamond's going to have a hard time getting on the field. It's just you don't play young guys as much. You don't dip into your rotation as much. And I think this is a side effect of it. I think I think having guys leave right now is is part of it. Um, where is like, you know, uh, to me, and I'm not a football coach, and I never will be. But like to me, if you're in this spot in the year where you are three and four, and you have struggled so much on both sides of the ball at this point in the year, to me, it would make sense to play some of these younger guys more, to lean on potential, to try to sell that a little bit. Yeah. Instead, Brian Harson and his staff, um, in terms of their personnel usage, have stuck to their guns. And really, that's the story of the Brian Harson era so far is sticking to your guns. Right. And um, you know, I think this is just gonna be part of it where these guys, if if you're not going to be a part of the team, if you're not gonna be a part of the game plans, I mean, here's the thing people are gonna have their opinions on is it quitting on your team or what I all I'm here to say is this from a player perspective you got to look out for yourself because no one else is going to, especially at a place like Auburn where you feel like there's, I mean, in college football in general, you talk about how much coaching turnover there's been, even even outside of head coach. Think about how much coaching turnover there was from 2021 to 2022 at Auburn. Right. Um, and it's just th- these, these players, you know, they don't want to lose valuable eligibility not being a factor, especially – if they feel like they could go get it somewhere else. And I think there's plenty of examples that you can look at from players who weren't necessarily key players for Auburn last season, and a couple who were, who are who went into the transfer portal and they're you know uh, playing key roles on teams that are successful right now. There's plenty of those examples, and and uh, I, I'm not surprised that more are going to try to fall suit. So several people are kind of reading in between the lines of this and looking at the timing, right? Because – they're not actually in the portal yet. You can't get into the yeah, portal yet. No. And you know, if they fire Brian Harson, then they can. That that window opens up for the affected players. But as of right now, they're just saying that they are leaving the team and planning to enter the portal. That's what the announcements right. are. I'm seeing several articles that are saying so and so's in the portal. That is not no. technically true yet. But even if they were, you can still go to the portal and come back. Right. We saw with yep. Javaris Johnson this this past offseason. Right. But my question to you is. With some of these kids, like Landon King specifically, I don't know Tavares Dawson as well, but Landon King, like he signed with Auburn when like there wasn't a head coach, right? Like mm-hmm. he wants to be at Auburn. Um, Dawson, I think Dawson did too. I, I, I got halfway of. through and I'm like, yeah, Dawson may have too, but I don't want to misspeak. But yeah, so uh, it's like these guys like Auburn clearly, or they, they mm-hmm. wouldn't have done that. Is there any chance that there's like, okay, cool, yeah, I need a red shirt so I can play college football longer if I need to? And as soon as Harson's let go and the new coach is hired and I get a call from him, maybe I'll stay. What, what's yeah. the likelihood of that? Oh, yeah, there's a likelihood of that for sure. Um, I think re-recruiting players is something that everybody did and everybody's going to do if you have a coaching change yeah. of some kind. And I think there was some of that that had to be done with Auburn's own roster this past year with the same staff or maybe new assistant coaches. So if Auburn has a coaching change, Definitely would make sense that that would happen again. Um, I think there are 
I want to say Tennessee had a few of those a couple years ago where they had guys kind of come back. LSU had a couple as well um, with with the Brian Kelly move this year. So, yeah, I mean, I think it, it's definitely a possibility. It's just going to come down to who, you know, what happens with Brian Harson, who would be the next guy if there is a next guy, and um, just kind of how, how all that plays out. Right. Ferg, you mentioned the optics of this, and I want to jump into that, and I also want to ask the question, do the optics really matter? All that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best, the best way to play daily fantasy sports, and I'm actually in several best ball leagues now, so season-long fantasy sports as well, you can uh, you can play in several different ways. You can go to their slips feature, and it'll have all of their players for every sport. Every sport. They got esports. They got college football. They will have college basketball soon. Thank goodness. NFL, whatever it may be, NBA, uh, MLB with the World Series and all that. Ton of different options to play. And then also you can do drafts as well. But the slips is just you're picking a projected stat and you pick higher or lower, and obviously the more you pick, the more you could potentially win. It's a lot of fun. So sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Give 100 receive 100 for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com, or my preferred way is the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It's a very well-designed app. Be sure to check it out. Get in on the college football pick'em action and more today. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Before we jump into the optics of everything, how can people sign up for the Auburn Observer? AuburnObserver.com. It's $6 a month or $60 a year to uh, to sign up. We have newsletters or a podcast pretty much every day. Um, and it's, you know, things are cranking up right now with uh, with basketball season just around the corner. Um, had a story. Can you say that again real quick? Can you say that again? Bas- basketball season is just around the corner. Hey, how about Thank this? You. By the time you're listening to this podcast, there will be a mailbag out from Friday. Yeah. Mostly basketball. I have. Did uh, you just uh, ignore the football questions? Or no, did you I did only not get, get them. I did not get them. I did not receive them. <laughs> and in fact, and in fact one of the only football questions I got was about Bo Nix. So that ought to tell you something. Yes. Um, so if you're interested in basketball, I got a lot of it uh, at, at AuburnObserver.com. Sign up there. And then everything we do gets sent straight to your email inbox. Uh, whether it's a newsletter or a podcast, and we have a bunch of stuff coming out each week, AuburnObserver.com at $6 a month or $60 a year to sign up. And I'm not being paid to say this, but uh, you know, I, I, will, I, will, I will echo Zach's last ad read. I love underdog. I personally yeah. am, a, am a big underdog player. Um, I'm trying to, trying to win some of my money back right now playing fantasy hockey um, because my brothers okay. know a lot about fantasy hockey. Yeah, uh, but it, it's addictive. It's addictive, and you you have a lot of fun with it. So I, I've I've been wanting to say that ever since you started doing their reads on there. I'm like, yeah, they're not paying me to say this. I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, it's a whole I, lot of fun. I didn't even know you're on Underdog. So oh, yeah. uh, that's oh, great. Yeah, yeah it, it's Every fun. Day. There's there's so many different ways to play it, and yeah, it'll be like games that you don't care about. It's like who's playing tonight? Yeah, I'll do a draft. That's fine. Oh or yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's fun. All right, so we talked about the optics about Auburn starting this wave of players leaving, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks terrible, right? It became a, yeah. a, a, it's a borderline national story. It's definitely a regional story. But I don't think, tell me if I'm wrong here, I don't think Brian Harson cares because I think no. he knows $15 million is coming his way. 
I mean, I think I think Brian Arson is going to continue to stick to his guns and and do it the way he wants to do it. And if they keep winning and or I say keep winning, if they go on a streak here and for some miraculous reason he's Auburn's head coach in twenty twenty three. There you go. He won. So I don't think that's possible. Right? I, it's I just, it's I don't very, very unlikely. Very unlikely. Um, but, you know, it's the whole thing. It's go back to February. Stick into your guns the way you wanted to do it. And, yeah, optics-wise, it's rough. But, like, it's rough, period, right now. And the only thing that's going to change it for Auburn is winning or hitting the reset button. And so, for Brian Arson, it's just going to be, you know, I mean, the, these guys that left were not in their plans, it looked like on a on a on a week to week basis, right? So it doesn't really change anything for them right now. Um, and like you said, I mean, if you're talking about moving forward for Auburn, I think it's a a bigger picture thing. It's a 2023 and beyond kind of thing for them. Maybe there's hope that you could bring those guys back uh, at some point, just because of the way the portal's set up now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I tend to agree with you. It's like there's a lot of people who are upset. There are a lot of fans who are frustrated, and I get it. Like it, it's a bad look, and it, and it sucks if you're a fan and you just keep hearing negative news about your team over and over and over again. I get that. I understand yeah. that. Um, but it's like I think, <laughs> I think the thing here is just like this may, may or may not matter in a few weeks. Honestly, it, uh, and um, I do think that even if you do make a coaching change, there's going to be more like this. Whether you make a change or not, there's going to be more people leaving. That's just kind of what what it's going to be. Do you forward. think optics wise, Jay Ferg, it's separated? Do you think the optics are on all on Harson, or do you think yeah. some are on Harson, some are on Auburn? Do you think all is on Auburn? Like, if Auburn moves on from Harson, pays him the uh, money at the end of the season, all of that, is there a black eye? on the Auburn football program because of everything they let happen? Or do you think that's a clean break and, and they're able to move on? Uh, yeah, I think, I think a lot of this is, is pinned on Harson and his Me staff too. right now. Yeah. Um, I, well, I will say this, if they do make a coaching change at the end of the year, or, you know, if there's a new head coach at Auburn 2023, that person has a lot of work to do. And from what has happened these last two seasons under Brian Harson, the amount of regression Auburn has had on the field, off the field and recruiting um, makes the next person's job tougher moving forward. It doesn't make it impossible. And we have seen at places like Tennessee, Kansas, you know, at the, at the beginning of the season elsewhere, like Illinois is a good example right now under Brett Bielema, you can hit the reset button a lot quicker than people, you know, thought yes. you could in the past because of the portal and because, um, you know, some other things. I think, yeah, for Auburn, it's like you hit in the portal right and you get the right quarterback. I mean, this Auburn team, as they showed in 2013, can be right back in it, you know, pretty quickly. There's and and it's easier to to bounce back at a place like Auburn. So I don't know if it's necessarily going to do anything towards Auburn. I think a lot of it is has though been pinned on Brian Harson in this tenure, uh, and um, I think that's what the fans are are kind of lashing out about. Yeah. Do you think? Um... Do you think there's a chance that that Auburn goes on a little bit of a run here? I think Arkansas is certainly beatable. I think A and M certainly beatable. I think Western Kentucky certainly beatable. But do I you think State think, could be beatable too? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. Just weird things happen in Starkganistan. But do do you think the whole every like a big chunk of players leaving this week has any kind of impact on the chemistry in the locker room? It's going to be interesting to see if it does. Um, I know. I know it's going to be 
the atmosphere, I'm interested to see what it looks like on Saturday against Arkansas. It's an 11 a.m. game. Um, you are on a losing streak. You have a losing record. What does that look like? Um, right. Because yeah, Auburn's fan support, I'll say this, Auburn's fan support in the stadium has been pretty good, even in the bad times. I mean, that's just something that I think Auburn fans can can be proud of. Sure. Uh, and I think the team feeds off of that. I think the team, you know, they didn't quit against Ole Miss. Um, and we'll see how much that carries on moving forward. I, I do think there's some players uh, on this team that are going to miss these guys that have left because, you know, they have relationships and they're friends with them. And, and like, it's tough to see that. Like you've even seen some um, Auburn players this week on social media reacting to this and being like, you know, sad or frustrated. Um, so I, I, I wonder how much that, that, that does impact on say, I don't think it will have a, significant impact i think if auburn goes out and loses on saturday they will lose it's kind of like the whole thing with like you know brian harson and what happened in february it's like yeah it didn't help things but that's not the main reason why things are happening the way they are right now right on the field right um i I feel like that might that could be some of that um you know carrying over the fan base is so on edge like i was or checked out Either either one. You're either yeah, on well, edge or checked out. Well, they out. say they're checked out, and then you say something they disagree with, and then <laughs> they just, you know, they they kind of get some hot fingers, which is fine. That's cool. That's why we all do this. But the whole, um, I mean, I was pretty negative for a few weeks, and I'm like, all right, y'all are asking me to be more positive. Like, I'll be more positive. And, man, I did a show last week where I was, like, talking up Parson a little bit, and it's like, man, I just got dragged. And so it's just like we're all on edge, mm-hmm. and I just keep telling folks, like, it's almost over. <laughs> It's it's barring a barring a barring a series of miracles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How can the Auburn Tigers beat the Arkansas Razorbacks? We touch on that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Want to encourage you to join the Locked on Auburn discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. All right, Jay Ferg. Auburn, I I believe, can beat Arkansas. I think it's going to come down to what does Auburn do about Arkansas's pass rush? And can they get Tank Bigsby the ball consistently on early downs and all four quarters? I would add, I think the big thing for me is, can Auburn's really bad run defense do anything against a team that runs the ball more than anyone that's not a service academy in college football? Um, Rocket Sanders is a great running back. K.J. Jefferson is a load to bring down. We just watched Ole Miss torch Auburn by daring them to make plays in space. Auburn's run defense has regressed so, so much this year. And you're playing a team that is not afraid just to keep hammering it away. Now, KJ Jefferson is capable of making his big plays downfield, throwing the ball. Um, you know, and they they got into a shootout with BYU a couple weeks ago. They can do that. But, you know, this is a team, even more so than Ole Miss, that if you can't slow them down running the ball, they will be happy as can be. Yeah. To just keep hammering, keep hammering, keep hammering. And so that's my thing. Is like, I think Auburn's offense can move the ball against Arkansas. I think Arkansas's run defense, you know, the teams that have committed to run the ball against them, there's only been a couple they've played this year. A&M had, had a big yards per carry mark against them. Alabama really got them on the ground. Yeah. Those teams have been successful. I think Auburn can do, may have found something with Jeremiah Wright and shaking some things up on the offensive line. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like it's the Arkansas pass rush. If they're not sacking the quarterback, they are giving up chunks downfield. They're giving yeah. up big plays. Uh, they've had some injuries in the secondary. Just for me though, it's like Auburn's offense has been so inconsistent. Even if the matchups are favorable, 
like the Ole Miss game. You got too many turnovers. You get you get in your way too much. Negative Missouri, plays on first down. all the way back to Missouri. I mean, Missouri's right. defense was like terrible going into that game. Right. They've been so inconsistent that it's hard for me to sit here and say like, okay, if Auburn has to go put up some points to hang in there, that they can't. So on uh, so on that note, you got to find a way. Like, did anything in the off week change for change anything for the defense? Because if not. Arkansas is going to be perfectly content to run that thing over and over again and rack up rack up uh, a ton of yards. So, Justin, what what could the bye week have changed for the defense? I mean, maybe they get a little bit more healthy. Maybe yeah. it helps Cam Riley's availability. You're not going to get tougher as a front seven over the bye week, I don't think. You're not going to suddenly rotate more guys in. So what could a bye week have helped? I think it would definitely have helped guys getting healthier on the line of scrimmage, um, getting their feet back under them a little bit. Auburn's been banged up pretty much every game the last few weeks at the line of scrimmage. And then maybe it's just like maybe some extra time off, tighten some things up with your run fits and your technique and your fundamentals and all that because it's just Auburn has given up too many chunk plays on the ground. And it's like find ways. You know, Derek Hall said it after the old Miss game. It's like one of those things is like if there's a guy in the gap, the play should be dead. Well, there's not a guy in a gap, so – you know, they turn it into big play. So, like, how much of the off week just like, hey, we got to tighten up. We got to work on this, 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 and this. Yeah. And does it get better? I don't think you get drastically better, but there's a chance you get better enough to make an impact on this game and, and potentially hang around. There's a, there's a reason why Arkansas is only like a four-point favorite in this game. Yeah. Um, they, I think that surprised some Arkansas people, actually. They got flattened and by... And it's moving. By, it's moving. Yeah. It started at four and a half at bet online, and it's now at three and a half at the time of this recording. So yeah, I mean, it's like I mean some Arkansas, money's coming in for Auburn. Arkansas got flattened by uh by Mississippi State on the road. Um, you know, it, they needed some help to get back in the game against Alabama. Like there's there's some of that in there. And then on top of that, I think like there's I think SP plus has Auburn like as a slight favorite, but it's like less than a point. Um in this game where it's just like, yeah, it's just Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas's defense has been very, very susceptible, and Auburn yeah. finally got some things going on offense the last time we saw them out there playing at home. You can see where it can kind of get into that range. My question, it's so funny, so much the last couple of years, and heck, even in the Malzahn era, there were so many questions like, well, the defense is going to do their job. It, it's, a, it's a question about the offense. In this game, I still have questions about the offense, obviously, but to me, my bigger thing about this specific matchup is can the defense get it? Because Arkansas can can be explosive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talking with some Arkansas folks, and including John, who was uh, who was on yesterday for the crossover. I think there's a sense of pressure, and I don't want to say desperation because it sounds pretty drastic, but I do think there's some pressure and some emphasis on Arkansas from the sense of like, if you're not going to beat Auburn this year, this Saturday, like, when are you going to do it? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, a talking point up there. So. You've lost six straight to Auburn. Not all of those games, not all of those Auburn teams have been particularly great Auburn teams. And yeah, as I wrote earlier this week at, at, at the Observer, Auburn's nine and one coming off of off weeks since 2013. Brian Hartson's nine and one coming off of off weeks as a head coach uh, in that same span. Um, and then uh, Auburn, yeah, like if you look at the history of the Auburn Arkansas series since Arkansas came in the league in '92, years where Auburn loses to Arkansas. They're almost all not great years for Auburn. There's a there's a couple of exceptions in there. But it's like every time there's been a coaching change or every time things have hit pretty low points at Auburn, 
over the last two decades or three decades now at this point, um, it's it's come with an Arkansas loss. And so it's like, this is usually a good measuring stick, a good barometer. So between that and the bye weeks, like I wrote earlier this week at the Observer, you have to, sh- if you have any life left, if you have any fight, if you have any, this is this is not going to fall apart and it's definitely a losing season and everything's going to go completely, completely combust. As a team, if you got any of that left, it shows up against Arkansas or it's probably not showing up. Yeah. Justin, one more time, how can people uh, check out everything happening at The Observer? AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year to sign up. A lot of basketball. Don't worry. There's a lot of basketball in there. <laughs> we'll be back Sunday. Daryl Dapridge will join me for a little morning after post podcast review. Until then, we'll see you. This has been Locked on Auburn.